This is the It's Time to Refresh podcast with Brad Refresh, the podcast about life, music, traveling, shit, literal shit that is, and weird and wacky stories with Brad and a range of guests from the planet Earth. Feel free to share the pod with your pals, your mom, your neighbor's dog, or even your shrink. It's all fun. You can follow our Facebook group called It's Time to Refresh Community or It's Time to Refresh on Instagram. Write into the pod, ask questions, and share your stories. Enjoy the pod! Hey kid, what time is that? It's time to refresh! You all right? How are we doing? I uh, just want to take two minutes of your time before we start this week's podcast uh, to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon is a tool that we're using to help the podcast grow, um, give you better content and, well, as I said, just let the podcast grow. So we've got three tiers. The first tier, there's only 20 of these spaces available and it's £1 for life and that's for It's Time to Refresh Originals. So if you've tuned in from day one uh, and you want to join the cause, you can sign up for £1. Um, just follow the link in the description. Uh, we've got the standard Patreon, which you get access to bonus episodes, uh, some exclusive content, Patreon specials, which we'll be recording, and uh, early access to all future episodes. So you'll be getting them on a Tuesday instead of a Friday, uh, which I think is fucking amazing for three quid. That's less than a coffee. And then we've got our Legend Status VIP Patreons, which is uh, £10. And that gets you tickets to all my gigs um, and it will get you free entry to any It's Time to Refresh associated um, events, gigs in the future. Um, so that's a little hint of what's coming up in the future. Um, if you do like the podcast, then please share it with your mates. We are trying to grow this little thing we've got going. We've got some amazing guests coming up in the future as well. Um, and we want this to go bigger and better. So sign up at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh thank you enjoy the episode right back once again with another episode this is episode 15 now i, I keep losing track um <laughs> and on this one we've got uh the first mc come on the podcast as well ben rushing how we doing yeah mate i'm good i'm good are you not too bad mate not too bad good. um ben's um from the northeast uh Involved in everything, really. Like, aren't you like a uh, bounce machine, yeah. uh, fucking hardcore, everything? Yeah, yeah. So, like, a very versatile and underrated MC. Just going to start off by saying that. Um, so, how are you doing, anyways? Good, mate. Good. Nice two hour drive here. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a gig, so you're not, it's not nah, a whole way It's not, mate. It's not. But, um, it's been good. So, you were just saying off pod there that you, were, you had a gig last night. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the North East, what was that like? Um, it was good. Uh, initialised first month of music last night in Middlesbrough. Right. Um, Middlesbrough struggled to get in sometimes, and it's it was good though last night. It was it was even fifteen right. minutes in. It was um, just the atmosphere was class last night. So it's on the key Was it last night that? Uh, just an hour bounce warm up. Um, Fair enough. And then uh, yeah, straight in the key. Who, who was a warm DJ for the bounce? Jimmy Culture done right. the bounce warm up and then the first McKenna set with me on. Right, right, no worries. Um, how you find the scene since we've come back from from COVID and that? Because you seem like you you shared that post the other day on online. It was like you've done loads at the at the minute. Like you yeah. seem to have like gigs a bit everywhere. So yeah, it's mental. I think it's gone. I think people have upped the game in some parts, but then 
they're lax than others because yeah. they're just expecting the numbers. Right. So I've noticed a fair few sound systems aren't as up to scratch lately. Um, the extra length hasn't been put in sometimes. And then some events I've gone like full hog and then like kind of yeah. went for it. But um, people seem to be putting more money into it. No. From an artist's thinking. point of view, and I think it's good because it's like you're getting the, even the smaller events are starting to put the bigger artists on as well. Yeah. And then they're starting to pull more. So then when they're starting to get the local lads on, they're getting known more. Um, I've found now that, like, have you seen, like, I seen something, someone kicking off the other day. This was an MC fucking chat as well. Someone saying that, like, oh, like, us unestablished lads are not getting sort of the, the credit we deserve or the gigs we deserve. And it's like so, like so and so artists are not putting like the big the big guys aren't putting stuff out and haven't done for years. She doesn't have time. And then yeah, <laughs> that's what it is, isn't it? But I, I need to say it though, um, I seen like Cover doesn't do a mixtape route like that like often. No. Right. But he's just dropped that level up. Thing yeah, yeah. With Yanis and uh, Luki, and like that. that Something else. Made, yeah, like I'll remember that for longer than I remember a mixtape. It was just different, and it was like. The idea and the fucking the th- thing behind it, I was like, yeah, this is Any, anything he's on. Does yeah. it? You don't know with the hype. Mm. You don't know with that one with uh, it was B Gramsie Finch. What was that? Supreme. Yeah, he was on that. Th- that was uh, as well. Yeah. So like, anything he touches. <laughs> no, but I find that like there's, there's some MCs who'll just get some lads together and do a, a, a mix and, and yeah. that's it. But now nowadays you've got to, like you've got to go that extra mile and come up with like a different idea, like. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I've I've found like that Sopranos kitchen sessions during lockdown, yeah, that went like off. that that was a bit of like it, I see it as like a bit of a piss take like kitchen sessions, yeah, yeah, and, like, it works, yeah, and then it's simple to do. Get your get a camera and that set up and like fuck me, people went mental for it. Like it was yeah. a stupid amount of views. I found the stuff when like I've only done two, I think, and I park up somewhere in industrial estate and just do like a little one track tear out. Yeah. No mic or anything, just in the car, and they seem to get the most views out of it. Is it do you think it's because it comes across as real and not like over produced and like you just, you, it's just like, oh, it's just another lad in a car. It's not like this guy who's bought out a, a studio for the day and sort of recorded the Maybe, thing, like, maybe. I think it's the visual thing as well. I think, I don't know if it's out because the algorithms work on Facebook and stuff, but obviously you put links up for sets mm. and they're taking you away from Facebook. Yeah. you put a video on Facebook. It's keeping you on Facebook, so I wonder if that's got something to do with it or what. But I've seen a couple of them videos you've done, yeah. Um, the, I've seen a few few lads in different scenes do that, like a few drum and bass MCs and that done it, and I was like... Yeah, belly man and that. Yeah, can't, it works yeah. well, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah so I just want to, want to get into it sort of with you. So where did it all begin for you? I, I don't know your backstory. So, so from I music as a whole or rave or bounce Everything. or what well, well growing up what was your what, were you into music were you uh, yeah but rock rock music I'm still, still into it like massively so what what, so, what, what sort of artists were you listening Red to? Hot Chili Peppers Sum 41 Offspring and that I was like Sum 41 I was a full on mosher at one point mate I had the chain and it's everything. not a mosher it's, <laughs> it's not a mosher thing don't say that because yeah. like, I listen to it oh I do like, now but, I do but, yeah, yeah. yeah oh no I was I, like I love, I love Good Charlotte massive massive Paramore fan uh, I love like the offspring, the offspring, yeah, like for me, are like amazing. the so because they're so cheesy. The people yeah, think yeah. They're, they're, they're cheesy, but I think they're underrated as fuck. No, that's just me. Me, I'm just, I love them. I do love them. But, but yeah, um, I was I was always into that, and like say, still am. Um, when I'm driving places, it'll be nowadays. It's like uh, 
like soft acoustic rock where one of those where I'll scream sing it to all the lads uh, yeah, pretending yeah. to cry and that but uh, no it's like I started off as that and then my cousin he was he used to work at the Empire at Middlesbrough which is like a massive club and um, he was always into like the Sugar Shack stuff which is like kind of old house kind of thing yeah and um, I started listening to bits off that um, and then he how, kind how of how old are you at this point? so, so I can get a sort of ring 10 10 yeah 10 Right. And it was like all Jeremy Healy stuff, and then I started getting into like kind of the normal um, dance trance kind of stuff a little bit later on, where it was like um, you know, like till I come and yeah, yeah, two yeah. times and things like that, all <laughs> yeah. that type of stuff. And Lee's, like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I can't remember who the producers yeah, yeah. are or anything, but I started getting into all that. So then I was listening to like rock, I was listening to that, listening to all sorts, and then. My mum and dad, they were always into like things like uh, ELO, uh, Fleetwood Mac, Saw Dogs and right. stuff like that. So, variety. Like, yeah, I, variety. I like it. I, like, I really like it actually. It's, it's sort of when I've, I've had to pick other day years up and we've gone on like, because obviously I'm up here in the Northwest and yeah. like most of the gigs we, we do are sort of down on a, a bit of a, of a drive. So, to save on petrol with people, I've picked people up before I drove down and. Um, it's been like I've, uh, one minute I've got like Elvis on the next yeah, minute I've yeah. got some 41 on like it's just one of them things and it's like have you got any bounce I'll stick it on just because you're but for me it's like my Spotify playlist it can go like sort of Lewis Capaldi like yeah. fucking sobbing your eyes out to, to really like extreme sort of rock music do you know yeah. what I mean I had it before with that like uh, Hannah Mrs she um, she got me some Lighthouse family tickets before Right. And we went to Newcastle um, to watch the Lighthouse family and it finished at like 12 <laughs> and I was absolutely mortal steaming. And uh, we come out with the Lighthouse family and then I was like, hysteria's on, should we go to the rave? And she was like, yeah, let's go. So I went from like Lighthouse family to like a full-blown Makina event in digital. Class. It was unreal. <laughs> Class. Class. Yeah. I like... It's I like that sort of type of thing. Like, it, there's nothing wrong with a bit of variety. Like, all of my friends listen to, to pop-punk music. Like, that's their thing. Yeah. And like... I can't twist around to come to an event because they just they just think it just it's it's audible. But yeah. then I've got I've got mates at bounce events who don't listen to anything but bounce, so it's like it's one of them in it. Yeah, very verified. Like, so they're, they're so how old were you when you discovered sort of rave music or, or, or I was um thirteen and we were coming I can remember like remember it. Um I was coming back from Flamingo Land on a school trip. <laughs> and um everyone was always handing out rave tapes and um I never listened to it. And then one of the lads were like, oh, then have a listen to this. So I put it on and it was Scotty J, Stretch, Carter Blandy from Ultimate Vibe, which right. was over here, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, that set still like, everyone over the North East knows that. Uh, oh, yeah. Is it, I, I know this sounds daft, like, and we'll get into it later because someone's wrote in a question about it, but um, what is, in, in the North East, yeah. is there established names from the North West and sort of, like the Manchester area, like is there is there anyone who's like held in high regard? Because Cover, I know, I know from said, Mike O'Hare. Would it? Was it? Is he? Yeah, Mike O'Hare's over there. But then a lot of events he's been booked for over there. He never turns up. For. Uh, so yeah. he has like when Mike O'Hare blew blew killer out as well. Yeah, he seemed to like have this big massive pump again. Because I remember that. Because I was like, I was, I think he released something like hundred vinyl on a blue vinyl. Right. And I didn't even DJ and I was like, I'm getting one. And I remember <laughs> getting one of those. And that yeah. seemed to give him a big push again because I know he's producing well before then. Um, but I know 
I know a few people have booked him and he hasn't turned up. Right. So, but now it's, Monitor have kind of got the, the main brand up there for the McKenna now. It's like, right. I think it's become like a, a thing where it's like, I'm not going to a rave or a McKenna event. It's like, oh, I'm going to Monitor. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, them lads have got it boxed off, like. Class. Yeah, I've, I've, seen, I've seen them sort of grow from, like, nothing as well. Not nothing, but, like, when they first came along, I can remember seeing flyers and it was, like, new lads on the block sort of thing. Yeah. And then it's, like, sort of, it's its its, it's own thing now, isn't it? Like, yeah. we've got lads who we work with and it's, like, they're not they are not saying, oh, we're going over to, like, McKenna event or, like, like it's a good equivalency of, like, back in the day saying they're going to the monkey. It's like, oh, we're going to Monta. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, Right, that's it. it's like it's just become its own entity. Yeah, Hysteria are doing good as well, but they they seem to have mixed a bit of the old with the new in a bit mm. more. So they're like the similar events, but they're different. But they're both like big. And then initialize like Jamie's running in Borough. Mm. It's um, he's just got a hard job because it's in Middlesbrough, but he pulls it off. So that's off to him for that. And that's mm. off to him for keeping it going. Right? So is Middlesbrough what Middlesbrough like as for a, like a rave scene sort of thing? Is it shit? Shit. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's all everyone just loves house and tech house uh, really now right because whenever I, I I from an outside looking in I always see that like Newcastle's busy um, Sunderland there's, there's, there's a venue in Sunderland that holds a few events yeah the point yeah uh, um, and then um, let me think where else I think Darlington used to have a thing on as well yeah Darlow, Darlow's still good that's a weird little crowd that because yeah. it's just like their own little thing they, they've got one now uh, stick there's run one called Emotion. Right. Um, they've only had one there, but as soon as we, we walked in, like the last one, and it was like fairly early on, it was just wall to wall, chock a block. It was it was unbelievable. There was one on there, and I'm sure someone messaged me about it. I can't. This was we're going back a few years now. Was the one called um, Rewind or something like Italia that? Rewind? Italia oh, Rewind. Oh man, it was unreal. Uh, that was a Darlington event, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so they yeah. just played all old Italian. So it was like all yeah. the venue stuff, the zone stuff. Yeah. Um, amazing in that because i used to use that as when i was emceeing i never like drink yeah and uh i went to a point where i was using like italia as my like oh I'm going down. to an event yeah, 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 i'm not emceeing i'm just getting mortal i used to end up an absolute clip <laughs> like, now well i I've, I've i don't know about like i find the northeast from as i say from outside of perspective they seem to have a wide variety of what they like 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 up here we like we like our italian and bounce yeah um bits like there is a makina crowd here but like there's not it's not it's not massive if you get me yeah yeah but um over there it seems to be like well as you say there's loads of italian loads, obviously it was played in in the monkey as like yeah. his his series still have their room too as italian yeah and then like time, yeah. there's bounce there's fucking like that use like german trance and like, that, like yeah, that, that, yeah. that type of thing you all it's all sort of like People seem to be more open-minded, if you get me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but a lot of the German trans stuff, um, I think gets mixed in with Makina. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, you, if, if I was to go down to, um, I don't know, say, fucking uh, Burnley or Blackburn, yeah. somewhere like that, fucking or Wigan or somewhere, and I and I brought in a in a, a German trans tune or, or, or even some Italian stuff, you, you wouldn't get away with playing Italian down there nowadays. Like, you not? I don't think so, no. Um, unless you were going to like a Crick reunion or something like yeah. that. If you went to a, a new sort of bounce event, I don't think that you would get away with playing Italian now. Yeah. A lot, a lot of the, the North East stuff, they'll still have like Italian rooms. Yeah, I think that Italian cool. rewind, he had it bang on. Him and Tony all. It was mint. 
Right. Um, so we're sort of went off subject there, but yeah, it's quite interesting. <laughs> so you, you're growing up and you've discovered you've discovered this this ultimate vibe CD. Um, yeah. So what's next? Are you, are you hunting for? So I was. So far? Yeah. So I I listened to it and I was like, God, this is up my street. This like kind of high energy stuff. And obviously Scotty J. If you heard that CD, it's phenomenal. Um, I don't care, to be honest. It's on YouTube and they split it up in like six parts. Mm. And honestly, it's amazing. Um, and then got home straight on LimeWire and then trying to download like new monkey sets and things like that and Hangar 13 sets. Yeah. So I got a few legit sets and then I got a few legit um, of those Bill Clinton audios where everyone used to get on LimeWire, you know, it was, I did not have sexual relations oh, yeah, with that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a load of them, a load of viruses as well. <laughs> I, it, it, I know it sounds weird, but I can remember that and it was like, 274 KB like kilobytes <laughs> and I was so when I was looking for like I used to use LimeWire for finding like mixes and, and stuff like that yeah, that's what I, yeah. Uh, I was only really young when that, when that came that was about the LimeWire like era and I'd look and I'd be like oh excited like this new because you'd have the date next to it like oh new um I don't know, say like a, a new monkey CD, something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yes. And I'd go to check the file size, two, 274k, but I'm like, fucking Bill Clinton again. Yeah, you know, I fell for it all the time, mate. Uh, you know, I downloaded it. I downloaded oh, download quick. The file size. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. That just unlocked a memory in my head when you said that. Uh, like, it was a I forgot all about that. Riddled with it. Uh, I, I forgot all about that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's weird as fuck. Like. So, yeah, you, you, you downloading these, these things. It was. What was it like in your area? Were, like, were other kids listening to it in school? Yeah, like... so at the time, it was still massive in uh, Borough. It was huge. Like, there was, yeah. like, lads in my form class who were emceeing. They were, like, 13-year-old, but they were good. Uh, Is there anyone from your area that's, like, in the scene? Like, now? Yeah, yeah. That you've, like, you've grew up with around? Yeah, yeah, so Banksy, he lived around the corner from me. Uh, um, there's Rockin. He lives... I don't know where he is. He actually lives, but he used to go to, like, the same school as me, but he was a bit old, so I didn't know him. Uh, Gocky was the same, uh, Jimmy Culture. Right. Um, then there's like my mate Crom, who was best man for the, the other week. Yeah. Um, there's like a kind of a group from Borough, it's Tempo, he's another one. Um, and they were like, we all kind of got to know each other. But I kind of met them, I'm, I'm a bit younger than all them, so I met them all like later on. Later on, yeah. Yeah. Banksy I knew, because he was like primary school, lived around the corner type of thing. Uh, so then, so like, you, at least you had like a community yeah so yeah it was it was a lot bigger then as well because yeah. this was like kind of just before everyone started listening to like indie and that yeah so and then kind of a couple of years on in secondary school it was like i noticed there was a split like you had people who would listen to still rave and then people who would listen to like how old are you Art monkeys and that no. 30, 31 you're 31 almost 32 now yeah right so you're, you're a bit older than me like um but uh, I can still remember that like sort of split. I, I, we talked about it on a podcast. I talked about it with Ben on a podcast. Yeah. Um, ben Bonley and uh, and it was. I always remember when they brought out in like two thousand and two thousand eight, two thousand nine. They brought out that fucking documentary. But I touched on it on the last yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching that. And and that was when the split happened for us. When that came out, I remember all the all the lads who had all the frequencies stuff on the Bluetooth and like fucking sanctuary cds and it was always clips it wasn't the full cd it was always like yeah track one yeah track, yeah. yeah whatever and um they stopped listening to it and it was like uncool and then it was like after that it was the arctic monkeys the cortinas sort of yeah yeah i was that's one genre of music i, I don't actually hate indie 
I love rock. I do. I'm a massive, massive fan. Um, the, there's a few things that I didn't grow on, grow on to me. Um, I've uh, like a couple of fam- my family, like um, oh, what's that fucking, what's that band called? Uh, mine's gone blank. Uh, they did a little Lion Boy, fucking Mumford and Sons. Oh but yeah, it's I just, that, I, that for me, that's just like fuck me, what a fucking waste of time. But obviously, I just don't understand it, do I? I just yeah. don't get it. Different views, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Probably out like probably out of great band. I just don't don't get it at all. Yeah. But um. So yeah. So you you growing up a bit now when it's like are you are you becoming an MC? Are you are you? No. So I'd, I'd I was starting to listen to it. Um. So this is a thirteen year old, and then um I remember going on holiday and I met these uh, girls from Morgan. By this time I'm like thirteen and a half. I've only been listening to Ray for like about six seven months or something. And um, I get there and. She started talking to them and they're like, oh, so what music are you into? So I was like, oh, Rave. And they said the same, like, oh, we are as well, yeah, like MCing and all that. So yeah, yeah. Me being 13 and a half, I thought, the people who I listen to are like Stomping, Ace, Stretch, Scotty J, Culture, Nitro, Direct, all them, is what everyone, everyone in the country listens to, listens yeah, to yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So they were like, oh, yeah, so who do you listen to? So I started reading off all these names and they had this blank face, right? And um, they just went, oh? And I was like... You don't well, know you was, Yeah, I was like, you saying you're listening to it all? And they were like, shows. So it was CD players or tapes at the time, yeah. so I showed them. And they just looked at me and shook their head and went, no, we don't listen to that. And I was <laughs> like, eh? I was like, so who do you listen to? And then they, they would start like, telling me, like, it was like Raza, Arky, and people like that, Nelson Santos and stuff. And I was like, nah, I don't have a clue you're on about here. <laughs> so they said, oh, come here, we'll show you. I was so I went over and they had the CD and it was just like, you know, like broke up tracks yeah. that you're on about showed me it and obviously it was like I'm going from like 170, 175 BPM to like with like MCM where it's like kind of da, 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 yeah. like that to, to like a floor to like a 155-ish probably I'd say yeah. at the time with like rhythm Arky uh, Master C and all stuff yeah. like but there was there was one where it was uh, Wepper and Bugsy was on it and I was like this is fucking incredible because the floor was like just mm, totally different, different and yeah, it was yeah, slower yeah, yeah. I remember getting home, going on MSN Messenger, and I like I said to them, oh, can I have this CD? And they were like, yeah, yeah. So I had it, got on MSN Messenger, and I, I remember changing like my name. I'm like, oh, Northwest Rave's fucking unbelievable, or something <laughs> like that, right? And then, again, Limewire straight away, and it was just Maxine's, Maxine's, Monroe's, Cricketers, yeah. Sanctuary, and I just started, like, caning them. And then I'll go back to school, and everyone, like, Bounce or Scouse House and that, at the time, wasn't, heard of over the northeast uh, like wasn't at all thing, yeah and uh so i start listening to like all this everyone's listening to the monkey stuff and energize and whatever and i'm just kidding maxime's monroe's no one else is listening to it so this goes on for a few years um and then i still go to mckenna events because i'm still into it yeah but obviously but it's into, only, like, the only thing that's available wasn't about yeah the, yeah there was yeah. nothing else and then um i started like going around my mate at the time um, who used to DJ called Decoy and I'd like I'd, I'd try and MC but it was just like it was just a mess about do you know what I mean yeah, it, there like was nothing serious in it and like yeah. copying floors and, and I'd like start, that, yeah. started writing a few little daft lyrics down but they were shocking and then um, it was never like I was never going to be an MC or anything Yeah, and then it was around the last year of school just before you kind of break up for you know like the um, the exam yeah. time off to revise and that and uh 
there's a DJ called Brownie from the North East who's like phenomenal. I know, I've heard of him, yeah. Yeah. And he's, um, he released like a one tune track with Tazo on to, um, you know, like, give me your love. Hmm. That. Yeah, so that went out and it was obviously Scouse and it just blew up. Right. And then, like, the monkey started doing, like, uh, Scouse warm-ups and things like that. And then um, there was another lad from the North East called Francie who started, like, emceeing a Scouse right. and that. Francie was, like, still is phenomenal. He's, like, one of my favourites. I can't say I've heard of him. Totally. Oh, he's phenomenal, mate. Like, some, totally different to everyone. Like, right. totally different to the lads over there, totally different to the lads over here. And um, my mate was saying to me, like, I was around Disney, he was like, Mate, you need to start emceeing this. He was like, you've been listening to this for like years <laughs> and no one else is listening to it and all of a sudden yeah. it's out. So I made like a a one a one tune audio and I put it on Ultimate Buzz because that was our form. It's obviously over here, everyone was on time to come alive and that and we had Ultimate Buzz. I was on Ultimate Buzz as well. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just because we're here, the the the, the sea, like the new monkeys were really one, bled in, into this, this area. So at first, that... So you, before my time, it was like the the Clubland era blew up, where it was like ultra yeah. beat and everything in the charts. So up here, everyone moved from the Italian to that. But after that, it, like two thousand and four, roughly, um, the new monkey thing seemed to get really, really big round here. Like yeah. everyone would travel over. I, I can put all the like cousins and stuff like that tra- traveling over to the to the northeast to go to these raves. Yeah, and then everyone was getting the tapes and the CDs and. Everyone knew fucking Stomping's Rhymes. Um, everyone knew fucking Stretch. Everyone, like, it's like it's all, all them sort of things. Yeah. And Turbo then, D's massive over here, isn't he? Yeah, Turbo D, uh, the, everyone's I've got, like, a soft spot for him. Yeah. And then from there, it was, like, it moved on to the bounce thing, the, the donk thing came in, and yeah. then, like, around this time, it was, like, Alex K and um, Fitzy, um, Bad Behaviour, um, like, that, all them names came through. Yeah. And that's when it sort of, like, when I got into it, that was uh, the sort of names. But, yeah, like, the ultimate buzz was, was uh, I was signed up to that, like, I yeah, had a little went. account with a little fucking picture and that on. Yeah, um, it was unreal. Like, it crack on there, it was phenomenal. I remember <laughs> you used to go at, like, all the events and all that, and be like, oh, you son, so off buzz, and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, do it. I'd go at the under-18s, obviously, before then, different yeah. raves. Like, there was a few in Borough. Um, Energised under-18s was a big one. And then, um, yeah, got to this point, and it was just like, I mean, you've been listening to this for years, you need to start saying. Do you put this audio out? Sorry, I Yeah, yeah, sorry. So I, I put, like, this five-minute out, and it was a bit like, I was ripping a few of, like, Dowie's lyrics as well at the time and stuff mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> put it out. Also, and actually then, doing his lyrics as well, not just, like, his floor. No, they were, like... Um, they were like edited versions of his lyrics. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Sky didn't really have like rhymes or anything. And then um, put it out, and people were like, "Oh yes, yeah, this is good. Like you, like you can float with it really well." And it was shocking. I've still got the audio on my hard drive. So then I made another one, and then got a good response again. I was like, "Fucking hell, I need to do like a set here." So anyway, I I just put, I ended up putting a twenty minute audio out, and then there was a lad who used to run an event um, in Borough like an old monkey DJ hanger DJ called Gav Shock right um, and he was like oh yeah I'll put you on so warm up obviously because it was McKenna. this time 16 16 yeah. yeah yeah but it was an overs hmm. and I remember at the first my first event was 5th of October on 2007 right 
and I'd only put this 20 minute audio out and then got in there I was like buzzing and then Banksy was on the decks for some reason like he doesn't even like DJ he can DJ but yeah yeah, he was playing like an old scouse set and uh, like KB Project Hypnotise and all that type of stuff yeah. and then I was just MCing and I was terrible yeah. but, but, but you were like, loving it at the time though like, yeah, yeah but yeah. I was nervous as <laughs> shit man yeah, yeah. proper nervous but there was, what, there was like two people on the dance floor at this point, so... I, I found good. that when I was coming through, I come through with like... I, I, I was such like sort of DJing locally really young, yeah. but like I found it quite intimidating all the time, like how... Because you're underage, you feel like you can't like... You've got to be like quite nervous and stuff yeah. because like if you if you show your sort of your age, you're out sort of thing, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I had a few events where it was like in Durham and stuff. Like this is a little bit later on where I was like... I was still 16 or just turned 17 and the bouncers knew mm. so what they do is they'd let me go on MC at the over 18s and they'd stand with me I'd, I've had that like, and then they'd, they'd take me out once I'd finished my, my <laughs> first gig um, I, I thought I told this on the podcast but obviously not my my first gig uh, I'd went uh, it was in that GL3 what it was called yeah. I think it was either Gallagher's or GL3 I can't remember what it was at the time it used to have the Gallagher sign across um, the dance floor um, then so um, I went in and there was like nobody there. I'd, I'd been messaging on Bebo and Facebook like uh, like my sets. Like I was doing these like little fucking half an hour demo things, put them out. And I remember turning up and there was, it was like town was dead. It was like there was no one in town. I was yeah. thinking, oh, maybe it just picks up a little bit later. I got put on nine, nine till 10. And um, that's like a warm up. And I, did, I knew nothing. Like at this time I was just so uneducated, Fresh. like proper just, yeah, shit. Um, and I got to the the thing, and the bounce like, "What do you want to hear?" Like, uh, I can't remember who one of the bouncers were. It was um, a lad called Keith Mayway. Sadly passed away. Like, but um, and honestly, like, he's like, "You're not coming here." I was like, "No, I'm I'm booked to DJ. It's my CD wallet." And I was opening my CD, if you go up and like, and he's like, "Are you taking the piss?" And I was like, "No, no, no." I'd already been doing like mobile discos with my uncle and that yeah. at this point. So like. Basically, we'd play like loads of like fucking ABBA and all that stuff, and then the last hour, all if it was like an Spice 18th, up a bit. <laughs> I'd, play, I'd play some bounce there, like, and so I had a little bit of club experience there, but that was it. So I was in when it went, got took up the stairs by this the other bouncer. I don't know who it was, and he stood right by me as I played my set. I played to about three or four girls who were in the, just out early and stuff, and. It was dead. There was no one there. It was just. It was fucking dreadful. Scott um, <laughs> yeah, out after. And no, well, the DJ was on after us. Came on. I think he, a lad called Phil. He lives local. Um, and he he came on. And like the you've seen the DJ box in there. And it's like yeah. the thing. Um, I stood to the the, the right hand side of the DJ box, where, and the bouncer was at the left hand side. And I thought, I'll stick around and just see if I can stay in a little bit longer. I told my mom and everything. I was going like DJ, and she was like, "You are like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you doing?" I thought right so I stand there watching see how long I could stay in for and he's like he kept looking over at me and he give it like give me like 10 minutes and he was like right can't let you stay in here you're gone so yeah. I ended up getting the last bus home <laughs> but it's like one of them things in it it's like it's you learn from experience and yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I did it because I went in and played warm up and I played one like 150 like yeah. straight on the thing and I'm like all right maybe maybe I'm not ready for this then like because there was no one there no one dancing but I thought yeah it sort of like quickly educated me that you don't need to go in all guns blaze and stuff. Nah, nah, you just chill out a bit, can't you? <laughs> so you were you were saying about you were doing your your like first gig and that. Yeah. Um 
were you were you networking with people like were you, what were you doing? um just you, mainly you through buzz really yeah. and then i got like know other people from borough and that and then i kind of went on for a fair bit through 2000 and rest of 2007 and then uh i started what i started doing was um energized was a big rave in stockton which is right next door to middlesbrough mm. And that, that was like, re- had a really big pull. Sound system was phenomenal. Um, DJ Nitro used to run, run that with yeah. uh, like called Mitch. And they had it perfect. So what, what I used to do was I used to go and f- fly for the under 18s. Yeah. Just get them for free. And then um, I'd start flyering for the overs. Right. And then he'd, like, they'd get me in. Because I was obviously, I was still underage. And I remember I, I, I went in the overs. And uh, there was a few of us. And... Um, it was an Italian warm-up to start, and it was uh, Hyper, who was used to be an MC. He was DJing, like, on uh, doing this Italian warm-up. And there was a lad from Stockton who jumped on the mic, and uh, I remember saying to my mate, because oh, he knew Nitro, and I was... Mm. I've always been, apart from, like, when I started MCing again, I've always, I've always, like, kept my distance from promoters, and it was a bad thing, even if I was booked, I kept my distance from promoters because I didn't want to be seen as a leg ass. And I was like, oh, go on, ask go and ask Jay if uh, I can jump on the mic because he's on and obviously because I'm seeing the slow stuff mm. and he was like alright oh, yeah, yeah I'll go and ask him so he, he goes over to Jay and I'm stood behind him like a little kid <laughs> and he's like oh can Ben jump on because he always does like slow stuff and next thing he's like how many fucking people have you asked to so you can jump on and I'm going none just him just him <laughs> like this and apparently like there was four people who asked oh, to yeah. like to let me on Anyway, he said, oh, you've got five minutes, mate. So I jumped on. And then after that, it was like every energised overs, I'd jump on for the warm-up. Yeah. And then um, the unders, I started getting booked for Makina sets. Mm. And just went through energised that way and I started building the name up. And then I just started branching out with like, um, like Durham, Newcastle, all like kind of all of the northeast really doing. Yeah. Durham was like... You just needed that foot in the door, didn't you? That's what it was. Yeah, right? yeah. But it was, it was a bit weird because it was like Durham, I seemed to get booked for like bounce or hard, like they started, because Lee Tobin's from Durham and he started like bringing a lot of hardcore through right. and I just, for some reason, I just started getting booked for hardcore because I could, I found I could float away a right, lot yeah, yeah. better for some reason. So I started getting a lot of hardcore bookings through that and then Newcastle was a mix of um, McKean and bounce yeah. um, and that was like, uh, and then Sunderland, there was a lot in Sunderland still at that time because obviously the monkey had shut and stuff. Mm. Um, so there was, yeah, it was like a lot of bounce warm ups, a lot of McKenna sets, things like that over there. So that kind of built up that way. Um, and then Darlington with Stick, he started running Rush in Darlow and um, Middlesbrough. I think I think I've heard recordings with John from that rush. I don't know much about it. I've just come across. Yeah, them on so I was I was thinking I was still like by that time I'm seventeen or eighteen on that. Yeah. Um, but when I listen back, it's like nothing much has changed from then from like my style type of thing. Yeah. Like I've always like held back a lot rather than just pounding it. But yeah, they were they were good events. But yeah, and then um, obviously Farrell brought brought Sanctuary over to Darlow. Right. And that's how we got to know Farrell because straight away I was like. So this is the stuff yeah, I've been yeah. listening to for years. Yeah, yeah. So I straight away went down with the demo. And then that's where I met George, Argy, uh, Ben, 
John G and all that. Right. So so, so then that you, you that was the point where it was like, right, well now I can be involved with the sort of bounce stuff. Because yeah. if, if I'm not mistaken, you you done deviation as well, didn't you? Like yeah. So what happened with that was um, this, I was grilling pears about this the other day because he got all the data wrong on his podcast, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there was so Farrell brought it over to Darlow, and then I handed a demo in, and then he started booking me for the Darlow events because mm-hmm. um, obviously it was local, so it was less people he had to bring over as well. And then that started developing me get better of the bounce because if you listen to them recordings from that I was terrible because I'd only been ever seen really like a few years or yeah, yeah. not even a few I'd probably say yeah yeah and a half max and then obviously be on with like Jordan and Anarchy and stuff like that and then Ben and Zuni yeah, it's two different like um, things yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was mental and it was like these are the like like starstruck kind of thing <laughs> that is you know what I mean mm. and then um, there was and the deviation happened in Farrell it was like oh I'm going to bring you over but I'll put you through this deviation comp so the first one was at Halo um, and I think Pear said it was 2011 but it wasn't it was like 2008 right because I'd stopped by midway through 2010 right so it was 2008 and then there was like me and my mate Decoy who went over yeah um, then it was like Pearsburg Adam C TNT quite a strong deviation like Adam C massively rated well that was another one I think Pears said someone else won but it wasn't it was TNT and Adam C who won that like hands down remember because I remember stood there going yeah we're all fucking wiped here like because they were like heads above everyone they were amazing yeah and uh, yeah they won that one and then we were on at sorry no that was uh, that wasn't Halo that one that was um, Syndicate right okay and then the second one was at Halo which was like uh, Alex K special or something. Right. And then, again, it was like me, Berg, um, Pears, Ben Wharton come up from Stockton, Lambert, Turner, John Ack. It was all them. And then so I think Berg won that one. I think Berg and Pears won that one. Yeah, 2009. Yeah. And then um, there's some special in Syndicate again. Even though I didn't win the deviation, I was on in room two, but room two was like, the likes of G, Cover, yeah, um, Arky and all that. And then room one was like Farrell, John G, Alex K, B, right. stuff like that. So when I put on in room two of that, I was like, fucking hell, this is insane. If I'm big, on with all big these. massive club as well, isn't it? Like, it's not a just, yeah, just not your average room two. It's like the size of this yeah. room. It's like a proper, proper, like, little setup and everything as well. Yeah. And Duffy, Duffy was on the same time as well in that room too. So me and Duffy were back, back I think. Um, Great, well, yeah. I like him. I'm, oh, gonna, I'm gonna give him on here one day as well. Like he's just he's got a good attitude and he's and he's fucking very good MC as well. Yeah, like, class. One of my favourites again, Tuffy. And he's like like you say, he's just. I always oh, thought listening to him when I was sort of growing up and that I was thought oh he's he's got some for him like he's, and then in the recent years when he started doing the sort of the Duffy does drum and bass thing, I was yeah, like someone else again. Like he's he's versatile. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, very he's good. I've got um I've got a set planned actually with him, Jonesy, but Makina. Right. So no, that's different. Yeah, yeah, we just need to plan that we just need to plan that in. We've got the set there um, from some lads up there. Mm-hmm. So that'd be a good one. That'd be very good um, one. Something different. I've asked them to play it a little bit slower as well, so we can kind of get the flow better on it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. It'd be, it should be good. But yeah, they were so I was on doing that and then like I say, all the bookings 
were everywhere and then kind of started in that downturn. Right. Um, well, where the events started to go out to, to shit. Like, it's around about this time the recession and that happened, obviously. And Yeah, yeah, it's just after, yeah. less numbers. But it was the same with McKenna, that all went on a down, yeah. down as well. Um, so did you find yourself sort of just a bit disconnected from it or...? Um, I started to, it was weird because it, it was... It all, I think the bounce stuff went down quicker than the Makina. Yeah. And then it was kind of one of those where I was like, ah, I think I'll give it a break. And then shortly after that, I moved away anyway. Right. Um, so I stopped like mid-2010. I just right. went, ah, do you know what? Like, that's I've, it. I've said this on, on the last podcast, but everyone has the, 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 the little break away from it. Like, yeah. Um, for me, um, I've I've had my breakaway from it, uh, but some some people's can last like six months. Some people's can last six years, and then when they yeah, come that was back, me six years. That's it. Like like so for me, I I think you obviously being a bit younger. Um, I think I was about twenty twenty one at the time. I got I was just getting frustrated with some people, um, often often really, but it's yeah. like some people had some some stuff to say. Um, don't wanna, obviously don't want to get into it because it's sort of been and gone and we're all sort of pals now. But um, and I just I took a massive fucking strop and then uh, just being young and immature and I fucked off and went and done hardcore for three four years yeah, yeah. and then came back. Um, well, that track me and you done was like yeah that was kind like, of hardcoreish one. Yeah, was that like... was a hardcore track and like that was me in a, in a huff. Like I still listened to bounce music and I loved it and that, but like. I was just, I thought, I can't be arsed with You're people. You're a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, I can't believe it lasted, the, the huff lasted that long. I think it was because I was getting quite a bit of success in hardcore as well. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, maybe I've done the right thing by moving around. But in the end, up, you're drawn back into it, aren't you? are always drawn yeah. back into the music and stuff. Like, it's just one of them things, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, you had your break in 2010. What what, what happened? Like, are you... From- yeah, so I'd, I'd done that, like, obviously, I was, I was only, like, 20. Yeah. 2010 and then um, I'd, I got a job up Aberdeen so I moved up Aberdeen and I was living up there for like six six years um, and I tried to like kind of seek out a bit of a rave scene up there but there was at the time there was nothing there was just mm. a few lads doing a few little bits but it wasn't like are you still keeping such... in touch with the scene at all or like were you, are you, are you still... not nah, like I was Fully, like, was, I'd got rid of all social media, got rid of, like, buzzard stopped, time to come alive had stopped. Yeah. And, it, but when I, when I did stop, it wasn't like a gradual thing, like, oh, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop. It was just one day I just went, nah, I'm done. And I, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it was like, because when I come back, everyone was like, mate, you were like there one minute and you just gone. <laughs> disappeared. Like, no one yeah. could get in touch you or anything. And I, I don't know, I just went like that. And then, um, it's funny when you're saying about the Italia Rewind, because when I was up Aberdeen, living up there, I didn't follow the scene or anything, but I'd, I'd just listen to Italian off the Italian mm-hmm. Rewind mixes, constant. So it was like, I'd listen to all my normal rock stuff, but I was just listening to that. I wasn't listening to Bounce, wasn't listening to Scouts, oh, wasn't listening yeah. to, like, Makina. It was just Italio, constantly. And then um, the company I was working for, they took over a plant down Teesside. Mm. And this is during kind of the oil crash. Um, and the, they said, oh, we'll go over it. Well, but the transition from the company to ours. Yeah. Um, but to save money, would I move back in with my parents type of thing for a, for like six months? Yeah. And I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm back home. 
um, something different. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. I'll yeah, I'll do it. So I come back, and then um, what year is this? Sorry, this is two thousand and sixteen. This. Right. So then I move back home for six, like back to Teesside for six months. Yeah. And um, there's a few people saying, "Oh, like," because I knew I was back. They're like, "Oh, are you going to MC again?" I was like, "Nah, nah, not MC again, not MC again." And then someone just clicked in my head, and uh, I, I text Banksy, and I was like, "Oh, mate, do you know?" anywhere I can record a set. I see everyone's doing these studio sets now. Because mm. before it was like, we'll make a set in someone's bedroom. Mm. And uh, he messaged me, he said, oh, he phoned, sorry, he phoned us. And he was like, oh, you, you going to MC again? I was like, yeah, yeah, mate, I fancy it. But mm. I said, oh, Baker's uh, got this set here, which I really like, so I'll, I'll have a blast on that. He was like, right, give me 10 minutes. And then uh, 10 minutes later, he phones us up. He said, right, can you pick us up in 15 minutes and we'll go to the monitor. Um, studios right because I've been following it right I go what's Monta <laughs> and he goes oh it's, it's like this event up here you know blah blah so I was like yeah yeah sound it so anyway I go up met like Lee and all that and um, Chucky and stuff and they were all sound and then uh, put this Baker set on and we live streamed on Facebook through Banksy's page and it was like the reception I got was yeah, like yeah. phenomenal because I had like a load of like the older lot when you were like oh Ben's back Ben's back blah, blah, blah. so it was a bounce set I'd done straight off the bat as well again yeah. and it was all like oh Ben's back and then there was like a lot of new people who were like oh yeah this lad's good I haven't heard him before and stuff and I was like I was like fucking hell Shocked I'm buzzing here like, yeah. like I thought I'd have been like absolutely terrible <laughs> and then uh, I just started getting in it with like that and then next thing it was like John Fazak was booking us a lot for his, his events in Bishop because I knew him from before hmm. Um, got in touch with Jamie started talking to Jamie and all that again started doing sets with Banks started doing like starting about doing sets and that everywhere and started doing like a lot of room twos and then I was I, I ended up having to move back up to Aberdeen because this contract had finished mm. and I knew I wanted to be back in Teesside so what I was doing is every weekend after that I was like travelling to like say Wigan Teesside and then I met Hannah so I was travelling down to Lincoln because that's where she's from originally right. So it was just like, I'd finish work at two o'clock on a Friday um, and then just leave the offices and then just straight down the motorway to either like Wigan. Um, Whatever you were or, doing that sort of weekend. Yeah, know. I was either emceeing or I was just going to the events. Well, So I was like pounding like the demos into like Kenty, just pounding them into Farrell again. Um, well, this is where I met you, 2016. I met you in, um, you came up and done GL3, is that right? Yeah, yeah. You so did? I was... I might have been after 2016 or that, I think. Was he? Might have been 17 or 18. No, nah, nah. must have been... it, must, it was, must have been 16. I'll get it up, like, because it was the first... You coming... Because um, Farrell gave me the line-up, because uh, he, he'd come to me and, like, we booked it through the club that way. Yeah. And I said, oh, who's, who's rushing? And it, and it was the first event back that they'd done. Yeah. Um, and it was 2016, like... And he says... Um, he says, oh, it's someone who... Uh, who done, like, deviation years ago and whatnot, and I'd never heard of you or like that. Obviously, you came and done the event then. It must, uh, it must have been 17, because I remember when I started back again, 16, I went to a BEID at Park Hall on Boxing Day. Yeah. And that's when I saw Farrell again, oh, since right. I started. Right. And then I just got talking to him there, and I was like, oh, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, you haven't changed, you haven't changed. And mm. I was like, I don't think I've since I was 16. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. it must have been 2017, that one. 
Uh, I'll have a look in a minute, like, but like fucking, I, I thought it was for whatever reason because yeah. I thought they came back in two thousand sixteen, and then in seventeen they did like an Easter special and that as well. Um, I don't, oh. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, so you you sort of like getting around and like you handing your demos and that out. Yeah. Were you, were you finding any 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 luck with getting sets anywhere or like that? We'd we'd hand a demo. Uh, yeah, I was getting like a few room twos, and then I was getting on like in. Um, Blackburn, there was BB2. Yeah, yeah. So they, like, some people were putting on, like, uh, some charity dues there at the time. And then I was getting on with them. And it was when, like, serious sounds were starting to come through, reflex and all that. And I think that done done me quite well. Because mm. um, I was, like, I was up for the travel. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then I was entering competitions and started, like, getting bookings kind of northwest side mm. um, for, like, room tours and things like that. And then started getting more bookings up the northeast again yeah again mccain ran bounce um but a lot of people up the northeast kind of tend to label you with like the whole he's the bounce guy mm. I mean, people up northeast who booking me now for like events i'm like oh yeah keep me in mind for the mckenna stuff and they're like oh do you mc at mckenna i'm like mm. yeah i've been doing <laughs> it for ages man but even yeah. people in the northeast still don't know but um yeah so i started getting like room twos and entering competitions um Obviously, got through the Clubland competition, and that was like an absolute tragedy. That thing, because I um, I was meant to be on with Baker at the time, and then uh, someone was someone's USB didn't work. There was something, and then mm. Baker ended up going on with uh, Junior. So I ended up going on with this lad who didn't have a clue who he was. He rocked up, and he was like, when we were talking to him, we were like. Yeah, mate, you don't have a clue what's going on here. And we don't know, none of us know how he got on. And I remember he, he started mixing and he couldn't even beat much on CDJs. And I was like, fucking, I was starting to try to MC and then it was all over and then he'd just be banging tunes in wherever. Oh. And I remember, I remember looking over at Nicky B and Nicky's just looking at me like, what the fuck is going on there? And he, even he rang us after and he was like, mate, you shouldn't have had to put up with that there. But it was just, it was terrible. But, um, Makes you look bad as well, like obviously hosting the, that set, and it's just like yeah, so you, try, you can try and do what you can, but when the front say like a, a daft mix, you know, you don't even know what fucking beat pattern to follow anything. If oh, you mate, know, it was terrible. Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't even like he wasn't even lining up like in four beats. Mm. It's like you'd have like one beat in, and then he he'd drop his tuning. <laughs> and I'm like, how can you even do this here? <laughs> Impressive um, shit. <laughs> mate, it was terrible. Impressive I almost pushed shit. I, I almost pushed him out the way and started mixing myself. But, mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was doing like competitions and all that and then um, joined in Verbal Networks, what Stretch started off. Yeah. Um, and then we were all discussing stuff in there and it got to the point where like Paul actually like mentioned me and he was like oh, how much are you charging to do this event I was like oh, I'm not charging yet I was like I'm still trying to get my foot in the door with places and he was like mate you're getting booked left right and centre for places you need to start charging and stop the competitions and I just went you know what he's right here so I started charging for my sets stopped like point blank refused to do competitions and then um, I ended up getting more buggings because I think I've, it was one of those people took you more serious type of thing I found see like we, me and you started coming on to like the sort of doing main rooms at this, roughly the same time. Yeah. So, so like when I, I always found for a long time, for that period where you were sort of doing them room twos, 
I got nothing during that time really because it was in a time where I, I don't like because some people still label me as an up and comer, which I've, I don't think I am. No, but, no. And I'm not saying that as like an, an ego thing. It's like, how long can you be an up and comer for? Because I've been around fucking ever. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But like, like I found during that time when people were saying to me, sort of 2015, 2016, saying like, listen, you fucking, you, you're doing all right. Like, why are you still entering competitions? Why are you still doing this? And I'm like, well, I'm not consistently getting booked. So you've just got to keep, keep trying, keep trying. And it's like, yeah, I know, but it's just not, it's not helping you. So I, I stopped doing the competitions and stuff. And like, I don't know, I'm, I just want to know your opinion on this, but um, I find there was just like a proper null in like in where people weren't sure so like it said there was a promoter or something they didn't know I would have yeah. booking him as like a, or do I have to pay him or and it's just like it's one of them things like. no I was I, I was getting a lot of bookings at the time and then I was still doing the competitions and so that's where I think like Stretch helped me out because he was like you need to make that jump now because you're getting the bookings it's yeah. not like you're just getting bookings from competitions yeah. so hats off to him for that like for that because I was I would have just carried on for a good few months longer yeah. half a year longer uh, but do you, did you find that for instance like this this is just from my experience so I don't know if yours was the same but like you were part of a middle ground where it's like no I never got that I've, I've, I've found that for a long time where it's like I think that's why I bounce off just after that that sort of era where I was just like people aren't taking me seriously but people aren't treating me like up and comer and yeah. it's like I had that balance for like maybe about six months, six to eight months, and I was just like, "So you're not going to book me because I'm not an up and comer anymore, uh, yeah. or, or I'm not a room two guy where I'm like competitions where I'll fucking because I used to travel yeah. loads for fucking comps and that and like lose out on it like on like money on petrol and shit like that, um, and then but you're not going to book me because I'm not yeah. I'm, somewhere, I'm somewhere in between and I found that really frustrating and it, it took me that like going away and coming back that that when i came back people were like all oh, right so that people yeah more seriously. Yeah. yeah 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 no i never had that but, but i was still doing stuff like stretch, though, didn't you? so like stretch with the verbal networks thing it's like you're up you're associating with the, the established yeah. names so it's like it's one of them things yeah you helped us out massively in that like and um well i remember when we did that first track together um, the a walk around one. Yeah. You messaged me saying about the artwork, saying you wanted the Verbal Networks logo on the, on yeah, the thing. Yeah. So like you, brand association and stuff. Yeah. So like you were you were a big part of that, weren't you? Yeah. Um, and I was going through a really good bit, and that, that was obviously helping me out massively on the Makina side of stuff. Was like more than the bounce, mm. but all the lads in there were just class class crack as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's still going on, verbal and stuff, just obviously like a good few of us left. Mm. Other people for different reasons and that. And then mine was just because it was kind of realised the route I want to go. Yeah. Um, I remember us, we, like Paul had managed to sort us out. Um, I think this is before he was helping run Hysteria. Um, but he sorted out like, a, we were doing like these mega mixes. So he'd done like a verbal mega mix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Live. Oh. And I remember like being there and then we were just going lyrics after lyrics after lyrics and I just kind of sat back and went this isn't me this like and uh, when like it was good in the studios and that because it was something different but then live but I was just live, like yeah. this isn't me you can, you can sometimes lose a crowd if an MC uh, I've been on before where there's two MCs and 
that there's like a split second between one pass and the mic. So so the mic MC say eight bars, yeah. and then flick it over to the other MC, and he, and he, he continues it without the break. And like there's sometimes there's a time and place for it, but if you do a full set where it's like they're trying to get that. Well, the North, North East love it. Yeah. Because and they always have, like, two mics or three mics type yeah. of thing. But then this was, like, two mics, but then I think it was about eight of us at the time doing it. Yeah. And it was good, but... And people liked it, and... Um, but for me, personally, it's I was just, like... I just you, went... Yeah, yeah. Nah, I want to be, like, host. Like, I don't want to be doing this. You want to, like, the music breathe, the music breathe, haven't you? So. Yeah. And I get why people liked it, mm. but that's just one for me, innit? And then I said in, in the chat with the lads, I was like, oh... Like I'm gonna drop out and let someone else kind of take the position who would want to do this type of thing. Yeah, but they they were like all of them were spot on, and I know Paul's trying to like keep it going and stuff. So hopefully that keeps going for them. Yeah. So sort of moving on now. So you're 2018, 2019. Sort of. Right, are you finding yourself that you've you you're getting booked regularly and what what happened there then? So because we did a couple of tracks in that time as well, didn't we? Yeah. Still one unreleased from fucking. What, four yeah, years actually, ago. Yeah. And it's just never. It was meant to go on a, on a, a charity CD for uh, Scar Digital, and it just ne- it's never been released yet. Um, probably chase it up. I forgot about that one, actually. Yeah, it's just it's a bit it's a random tune, but it's, I quite like it. It's a big piano riff in it, and I like Was that that week on that? Was that that? No, one? Uh, no, no that was one with no, Rock and Roll, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Rock and Roll. It was a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just one of them tunes that never got released, but I might just stick it up on, online for free. Uh, that is the fastest tune I've ever met as well. That was at 175. Was it? Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure why it's at 175, but it just was. Uh, yeah, I think I was just feeling that vibe. And then, yeah, um, so from there, what out the pandemic and that's came along. Um, were you still doing sets and that through the pandemic, like live streams or anything like that? Or what were you doing? No, through the, through the pandemic... I never, I just kind of took a back seat because um, I, I had a plan in my head, but I, I didn't end up sticking to it in the end. But um, I know as soon as the pandemic hit, everyone was doing like, these live streams, trying to organise these live streams or do uh, mm. make pages up for lives. And everyone just went live stream heavy. And I just went, do you know what? I'm just going to hold back, wait until this dies of death. Mm. And then I'm just going to smash like a class set out. But then I never smashed the class set out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so coming back from the, the pandemic, what was what was the crack? Are you, are you, were you straight back out onto the yeah, yeah. clubs and that? Yeah, yeah big yeah. time. So it was, I think part of the help was um, with Ministry Bounce because just before, well, before the pandemic, um, Richie and Scotty started doing Ministry Bounce again yeah. in Newcastle. Um, they'd done it years ago and stuff. I went to a few of the events years ago, but... They started like bringing it out in Newcastle at the uni, and um, I keep meaning to go to one just oh, because. Min, man. I, well, we'll get into the questions in a minute because we're actually strapped for time. We've got to be at a gig in half an hour, so right. <laughs> go, I'll go quick now on this. No. But uh, yeah, they never had MCs on ever, and um, I used I was talking to the lads like really sound lads and all that, and then I used to go, and then I'd go like like behind the decks and all that with them, just have a bit of crack. Like I just rock up on my own, and that's support because in my head it was like. Bounce was always my thing. Mm. If there's a bounce event on, even with no MCs in yeah. the North East, then like I should be there at least supporting it because it's like the one which is it's it's always been my yeah, little yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I've done that and then Absolutely. I kind of, I always thought me, oh, I'd love to get on here, I'd love to get on, but they didn't have MCs. So I never like really bothered. And then one event, they booked Francie. And then as soon as I've done that, I was like, 
right, I've got a chance here because they're going to book someone, right? And then um, it never worked out with Francie and them. um, I think it was just a different vibe because I know Francie will do, like, full sets for, like, monitor and stuff. Like, it'll be Bounce or Scouse or Italian and he'll smash a full set. But I don't know if he hosts much. Yeah, Um, okay. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, so... I think it was a bit different. They just went, oh, no, we'll leave it. And then um, I remember Whippy getting booked for the Ministry of Bounce and I was up and then Richie was just like, oh, there's Mike, if you want to host it. Mm. And I went, what? And I was I like, get it, I've done it. <laughs> so I'd done it. And then uh, that was it. They just booked every single one now. So obviously part of the Ministry of Bounce team, but it's, it's class and it's just got bigger and better and better. Honestly, but, I, I keep meaning to come to one just for the simple reason of I want to see what the what the scene's like over there. Yeah. Halloween, so, Halloween is the best. Like, Halloween is phenomenal. Was, was that with Bounce Heaven as well? Yeah, one? they always yeah, do the yeah. Halloween one, Bounce Heaven. And then they've got one in August 26 with Icon, which I think that'll just go yeah. crazy, I think, because of Icon in the Newcastle and that. Yeah. But yeah, after the pandemic, it was straight... Well, to be honest, it was straight back on it more. It was... Class, um, I just... Class. And it was like from Aberdeen to Bournemouth type of thing and just <laughs> mentally yeah just everywhere right so we're going to move on to the question section now um, yes, for the for, for the next sort of 10 minutes or so but um, what I want to say is um, we're going to touch on these these questions now uh, there was something that I was stopping from, from talking about there just, <laughs> just for the simple reason it's in here so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll ask this now um, so it's hi Brad what do you think of the North East scene um, do you find it much different to the North Northwest scene and why P.S. fuck the Tories class news for the country this week and that's from Dave <laughs> right so so yeah um, difference between the North East and North West scene we've, we've sort of touched on it here but like I say I want to go to one of them Ministry of Bounce events yeah. just for the simple reason of I want to see I've, I've been to like um a McKenna event over there a few years ago now, and you can't really compare it. You can't compare it. So I want to see what the bounce crowds like over there to see if, see if it's the same as like more my area, or see if it's more like the Wigan area or what. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What, what, what's it like in your I'd opinion? I'd say like to be honest, I think it's more of a genre difference than a crowd difference. So like the bounce seems to be really similar if you're out in the northeast to the northwest. So it's a bit more like I'd say the electric soup vibe with how people are rather than the Wigan but there's there's not much difference but the like McKenna a, like a crowd like more vocally type thing yeah, yeah, yeah whereas yeah. the the McKenna it's like a totally different crowd different yeah. atmosphere and that and there's some yeah it's just totally different I mean even when you go to Ministry of Bounce I realised a few months back that um, when I, I hadn't done any McKenna for ages and I went to Hysteria with uh, May Cromo and as I walked in it was like Fucking hell, I don't even know, like a handful of people in here. And that, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the crowd, like you Change count on one hand yeah. who go to both, and it's just a total separate crowd. It's mental. That's but brutal. as a like a whole kind of overall vibe thing, I'd say it's a genre difference rather than an area difference mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next question is uh, hello lad, who is the most underrated DJ producer MC in the bounce scene? And that's from Connor. Um, we talked off pod, didn't we? We said, I, one of the most underrated DJ producers, I think, in this scene is Phil Mack. Um, yeah. we, we just, I can't remember how we ended up talking about it, um, his thing, but yeah, Phil, in my opinion, that, that's my, my shout, I don't yeah. know what you're, you're going to say. I think, I think you're not underrated 
as such. I think you're underutilized within the the the, the Wigan scene. I think you could be you could be brought in more. That's just my opinion. Yeah, um, awesome. Whether other people think that or not, I don't know. Um, and for you, who's who do you think is underrated in the in the bounce scene? Um, DJ producer or MC? So producer, I'd say Drake, yourself, and. I'd probably say Hardy. I'd say producing wise, they're underrated. Do you not think? Uh, like I'm just putting out there. Like I'm not you don't need to include me in that, mate. But like, do you not think? Like we said, it's, it's an area thing. If you mm. know, if you noticed that I'm from Whitehaven, Drake's from Carlisle, yeah. Hardy's from like the northeast. None of us are from the the sort of the the, the Wigan scene. So. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's bad because you know people's mind. It's like I don't think it's like when you see people more on Facebook and all that about the clicks and that I don't think it's that I think it's just because you're not directly involved all the time yeah you're not top of people's minds I think that's all it is like yeah so that's, that's where you need to, I've found anyway because I'm the same with Borough like I have to put you have to put more work in on the socials and that which is hard sometimes yeah. you know, it's getting those little clicks is there is there anybody in the the the, the scene who's an MC who's caught your eye and they're just not not quite getting like the, the underrated as such. Francie's most underrated. Like he's Francie does Montreal all the time. Like he's right. big name and that. But I think he's massively underrated. To put like in perspective, phenomenal. I I'd consider myself finger on the pulse when it comes to like talent in the scene, and I've never heard of the Francie lad. So yeah, he's phenomenal. So that goes to show underrated yeah. because he's obviously not getting utilised anywhere for me to see him. So yeah. northeast, yeah, Francie's. I'll have to check him out. And then northwest, I haven't to be honest, I haven't been. I don't really listen to MCs much. Um, no, I can't, I can't. Right, and a last question for the for the day is: um, Would you rather have a time machine or a teleporter? If so, which one? Why? So, would you have a time machine where you can go back to any club you wanted or anything like that, or even just to fucking go back in time? Yeah. Or teleport from one place to another? If I go back in time. Do I lose years? Or do I stay the age of Matt? No, you stay the age of right now. Oh. Just... Uh, I haven't put a name on that. I apologise. <sighs> I don't know who's done that. I'd probably say... Teleporter. Teleporter. Do you think so? I I thought about this when I, when I, when I seen it and I thought, oh... Um, I'd say teleporter because then I could be like I could float into the Wigan crowd and every now and again without having to drive fucking two and a half hours. <laughs> nah, and a teleporter just to go like it's sometimes living out here is an absolute pain in the ass. Like yeah. not just for I'm not talking just about rave. I'm talking about me and my missus like going for days out say like Manchester shopping or fucking everything's miles away. For you. Everything's miles away. So teleporter would come in handy. Um, time machine. I think I mean, time machine. You'd go back expecting to have the same cracks you used to, and it won't be. Yeah, it's not as good. Whereas uh, if I was city glasses in it. Yeah. Whereas if I was like actually getting younger, if I was going in the time machine, mm. I'd go in the time machine. Yeah. Any day of the week, then. But yeah, if you were to go back to a, 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 in a time machine, what club would you go to if you, if you never got to experience? Or I never got to experience the venue. The venue. Yeah. Right. Venue or Fillmore's, hundred percent. Right. Uh, and to sign off this week, I just wanna I wanna say, if you were getting the electric chair for being an absolute div, right? What's your last meal and what would it be? So last have, meal. Yep. So you've 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 got in trouble with the police. They're uh, they're 
throw me off guard because I was planning for the uh, your Chinese meal no, for one. Uh, well, I'm sorry, we changed it, so I'd probably say limited. Do you think so? You, you can have whatever you want, anything at all. Chicken masaman curry. Chicken masaman curry. Oh, yeah, nice. with steamed rice. So, what are you a big Thai food fan like? Yeah, nice. Um, are you gonna have a dessert? Yeah, it's the last meal, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah, mate. Um, I'm a big dessert guy as well, so it changes. I'm I'm gonna say sticky toffee pudding and custard because it reminds me of time offshore. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, right? Uh, I will just tie this up now. Uh, just want to say thanks for coming on. Um, oh, mate, appreciate it. Nice one. No worries. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, where can people find you? Um, SoundCloud. If you just search Ben Russian, um, YouTube search Ben Russian, Instagrams. Uh, Ben underscore Russian underscore. Right. Um, and then I'm on uh, non stock now as well for just the reach is better. So yeah, Ben Russian reach on is that. really good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my brother there, I've tried to put MC videos up. My brother t- makes one piss take video. Yeah. I post it on my TikTok and it's over a million views. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> There's me actually trying and he gets that. Yeah. But yeah. But, yeah. Um, so Appreciate it, mate. I was, I was going to say advertise the event. We're both on today, but like, I mean, it's happening in. Sort of yeah, 20 minutes. minutes. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, thanks for watching. Remember, share with your mates. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you. Nice one. Cheers, fella. Yeah.